Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that'll help you make the decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they're doing today and how it might help you in the near future. My guest today is no different. He's doing some great things in the community, and I'm going to bring him on here in uh, just a few moments. First off, I want to give a huge thanks to Heroes Media Group and all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become a part of the HMG family, go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Folks, grab a pen and a pad because you're not going to want to miss this one. It's time for your decision hour. My guest in this episode today, he is a uh, inter- known internationally as a master business coach, Mr. Danny Cree. Danny, are you with us? I am, Adam. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, great to have you on the show. I, I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. Well, absolutely. I have too. Well, awesome. Awesome. So let's jump right into this. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you. Uh, you know, if, if we go to the beginning, I was raised on a wheat farm in southern Kansas where, uh, where you really learn. I learned later that one of the greatest attributes of being a, uh, an entrepreneur is a work ethic. And I certainly learned a work ethic on a wheat farm. Uh, and I walked off that in, into a radio station and spent 20 years in the wonderful heyday of radio in the 70s and <laughs> 80s and nice. got, in, got the entrepreneurial bug. Uh, short version, I... I uh, was a part of 14 startup businesses. Uh, a couple were pretty big and uh, pretty pretty impactful on the world and uh, uh, ended up in Phoenix, Arizona uh, for another startup. And in the meantime, I had uh, had the, the uh, opportunity to work with uh, some people at the Pentagon and the Department of Defense and um, and befriended a number of admirals and generals. And one of those was a great inspiration to me and suggested that um, I should look into the new emerging business of, of business coaching, which, uh, which simply was uh, outside of the other types of coaching out there, was, uh, was a, a way to work with business owners and entrepreneurs to help them be better. It, you know, it isn't only athletes who, who get to have a coach. Right. And that evolved, uh, that evolved off of Wall Street, and now it's one of the biggest industries in the world. And, of course, there's problems that go along with that. But um, over, the, over time, I've, I, like I said, I've done 14 startup businesses. I've done over 400 turnaround businesses and, uh, and started business coaching. I partnered with the world-famous Brian Tracy. And uh, Brian is a business partner, and I work with, uh, have worked with when he was alive, Zig Ziglar, and a number of other people. And and it really, you know, I say the last forty years of my life was dress rehearsal for being successful at business coaching because I define that as helping others. Well, the way Zig defined it, help enough people get what they want, and you will get what you want. So my whole focus is helping my clients, entrepreneurs, business owners, large and small helping them achieve their goals faster than they could ever do all by themselves. And more importantly, sometimes if they've been successful, help them get to that next elusive level of success that most of them don't know how to get to. And I'm an expert at that. And so that's been my focus for a number of years. Uh, I was fortunate enough and blessed through the success of my clients to be uh, the top international business coach uh, for six years in a row and uh, and I just lo- I'm based here in Phoenix Arizona with clients 
all over the place, and uh, I just am so blessed and love what I'm doing. Danny, you talk about success. So let me ask you this question. It's something I ask all my guests. How do you define success? Well, um, I'm going to skirt that a little bit in that, uh, and, and we'll be talking about my new book here in a minute, but I talk a lot about that in the book. But I define success as, as something that most people don't know. I mean, but most people cannot give me their definition of success. Uh, success has been given to them by someone else usually in life. And, and when the first thing I talk to an entrepreneur or somebody trying to build a second chance, the thing that I, that, that has, has hurt them or helped them is that they have a very clear or lack thereof picture of, of how they define success. For me, it's doing what you love and doing it well. And, uh, and and uh, and feeling good about that. Uh, so what I mean by that is anyone can be successful as long as they understand what their definition is, because it do- isn't a million dollars. I mean, I I know people that that success to them is making uh, it very clearly a certain amount of, I, I had a coach tell me one time, cause this is one of the first questions I asked coaches. I said, what, you know, how do you define success? Because one guy may, it might be a million dollars. Another guy, it might be $50,000, you know, and, and be able to take a vacation with his family. Right. You know, so the real trick, and I work with a lot of people on this is how do we define success for you? Because my definition of success is much different, is probably much different than yours, Adam. And, and, and I, I know uh, from income state standpoint, my definition of success of, of in, in income is much different than my family back on the farm in Kansas. You know, so the key is understanding what is your particular definition of it and get a really, really clear picture so that when you get there, you know what it is and you can feel good about that success rather than putting your yourself up against everybody else and other people that really might not be a level of success you even want. So it's it's understanding clearly what you want. And again, for me, it's it's helping a lot of people be successful, more successful than they could ever be without my involvement. And if I can do that, then I'm going to get a reward, and that's success to me. Folks, those of you that are listening right now, does any of this sound familiar? Do you think this is something that we've talked about? Danny, I'm really glad you brought all these points up about success because it's something that I I, I kind of pound into the listeners a lot. It, it, Good. Everybody's going to have their own definition of success. But I think the, the hardest part of success, if you will, is people don't explore or understand what their full potential or what their full definition of success is. And once you're clear on that, then, I mean, anybody can, like you said, and you used a great example, anybody can be successful. You know, you some people think having a million dollars is being successful. Other people think, hey, if I can make my mortgage payment and, uh, on time every month and and take a family trip, you know, once or twice a year, that's, that, that's success for me. Uh, so I, I think it's really important that, uh, that that was brought up. So, so thank you for that. And, and you mentioned this book uh, that you wrote here recently, and, and we're going to bring that up here in just a minute. But before we do, and I want to, something I want to kind of tie into this, you're on a show called The Decision Hour, okay? And it's about making that decision. You know, you, when your feet are on the line and you've come to that point in your life where 
I'm, I'm, I've decided I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to, I'm going to move up into upper management or I'm going to decide to get married or I'm going to, you know, decide to get divorced or whatever the case is. But that decision hour is upon you. Danny, when in your life, and I'm sure there's, you've, you've mentioned a lot already, but when in your life were you faced with your decision hour? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know whether you've read the book or not, but, uh, but I, I it, have, I have it's just, just recently, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, a year ago, um, I was going to the airport here in Phoenix, Arizona to get on a plane to go to, go to, go to, uh, Vancouver, Canada to make a speech to, um, other international business coaches. And, uh, I suddenly didn't feel very good. Um, and, uh, I told my wife, I said, I'm not hurting, but I, I feel like I'm dying. So the, the first decision was to go to the doctor. Uh, go to the hospital, rather. And we went straight to the hospital, and I find out there, and you talk about a decision hour for me, uh, I found out I had 48 hours to live. Uh, my heart was dying, and, uh, and, it, uh, and I, didn't, I didn't have any many choices for decision, but the decisions were being made for me at that point. Uh, I either had surgery uh, to try to save me, or I you know, my, my, my surgeon said later, he said, if you would have went, got on the plane to Vancouver, that what he actually said, Adam, was if you got on the plane to Vancouver, it would have turned out bad, like dead bad. So I wouldn't have came home from Vancouver. But uh, I got there, and it was just very surreal. And they said, look, we, we've got to do surgery, and you really don't have a choice. So my decision hour is really, you know, what do I do? And in potentially the last 48 hours of my life. Now I was flat on the, you know, in the gurney running through the hospital going in and out of things preparing for this. And, and the doctor came in and said, look, you know, you need, we need to get you in as fast as possible to bypass surgery. He said, it looks like a triple bypass. And so I'm trying to think, you know, the decision is who do I call here with, if I have 15 minutes or an hour, who do I call to say goodbye to if it's necessary? Who do I go talk to that needs, we need to have a conversation? Um, you know, you know, family, but you've got close friends and, and things like this. So who do I need to do with that? And, you know, what if the what ifs that were out there? So, you know, it's, you're, you're faced with your own demise and you realize that, there might be a lot of things undone and, you know, and, and there might, you know, you got to be prepared and you can't stop the wheels from rolling. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, have, have faced that, that are veterans and, you know, have faced that, that kind of thing. You know, this, this could turn out bad. Right. Uh, um, and so I, I had to make a decision that, you know, whatever happened, I had lived a pretty good life at this point. But as I as I laid there as well, and rolling in the surreal idea of you know outside of the operation room, the the theater, and going through that, you're right before they put you out. You go, golly, you know, have I done everything? You know, what would I do if I had a second chance? And that became a very big theme in the book. And let's talk about the book. The book is called A Life Best Lived: A Story of Life, Death and second chances. And that's, you know, I, I read the book over the weekend. Um, powerful. And, 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 uh, it, like even it almost, it almost is like a, a, a slight punch to the chest because it yep. makes you, it, it's very eye opening and no pun intended, uh, because we're going to get in. I, I know your story. Listeners don't yet, but, but why don't there's, there you go right there. 
Danny, tell us what's the story about? Well, this the story is the actual foundation of the story is about second chances, but it's surrounded with the decisions uh, that I had to make in, you know, where my mind was finding out, you know, getting up and having breakfast and 30 minutes later finding out I had 48 hours to live uh, and and the story around that. Now, I, I must also say it talks a lot about the other part of this thing and that my, my mother, uh, tough, she considered her, she called herself a tough old hen. She was tough. She danced every Friday. She worked full time until she was 85. She's just a pistol. Well, she had had a stroke and, and was, couldn't care for herself and, and had started to decline very fast. And, and, uh, so part of my decision that I had to make early on was, do I go back to Kansas and see her, uh, or do I go to Vancouver or do I do both before I go to the hospital? Cause I was having some chest pains. So I chose to go back and see mom, uh, knowing that I might end up, you know, with uh, with uh, some uh, heart surgery at a county hospital in Kansas, and I went back and got to see her, and uh, she was still a, a, awake and alive. And I I came back and uh, went through Dallas and almost didn't make it through the Dallas airport because I started really having bad chest pains. I got home, chest pains went away. Went to work, did my coaching, uh, got ready to go get on a plane and go to go to Canada. I just told you that story. But in this period of time, my mom was failing, and I didn't know it. My sister was setting with her back in Kansas, and uh, uh, and she got very agitated, and you know, and it's like she was trying to leave and go somewhere, and then she calmed down completely, and she still had vital signs, but she was uh, in a coma. And right before I went into surgery, my I don't know what your listeners believe in, but I my mother visited me three times, twice before and after surgery, and then once later. And she came to me, she was always laughing, and she came to me right before they put me out for I don't know whether I'd ever wake up again. Mm -hmm. And she was in the background laughing, and she was laughing, and she said, uh, Danny, you're going to be okay. Don't worry about it at all. This is going to be okay. You're going to come out of this and the other end great. And she laughed and disappeared. And and so when I came, uh, when I came to... After the surgery, six and a half hours later, the the the, the nurse in, in re, ICU said that I was actually I actually laughed out loud, and I just had a smile on my face, and that doesn't happen a lot. And uh, all I could think of was that Mom had told me I'd be okay, and uh, and she visited me one more time around that period that helped me through something as I was coming awake, and uh, but I I really worked hard then on uh, uh, just recovering. And the first morning of recovery, uh, which is to your answer here, uh, the first morning of recovery, my cardiovascular surgeon came in and he had checked me out and know what I did for a living. And he came in, he sat down and he looked at me and he said something to the effect. He says, he says, Dan, you know, I, I do this for a lot of people and save a lot of people's lives. And then they go out and blow it. They don't honor their second chance that I give them. They don't honor that. And, and he goes, they go out and start doing things they shouldn't, eating things they shouldn't, you know, doing, just doing unhealthy things, thinking they got a second lease on life. They don't honor that second chance. He goes, you're the guy I think will honor. He said, so what are you going to do to honor your second chance at life? How are you going to change how you think? How are you going to change how you walk? How are you going to change how you talk? 
how you act in front of people. Are you going to change? Or more importantly, do you have a clarity on if you even want to change? And I was the wrong guy to ask that, Adam. I, I should have took stock and sticky notes because <laughs> I, I started – I couldn't do anything. I think I'm a big, tough guy, and I'm telling you – Try having triple bypass surgery. Well, first of all, they wow. have to split your sternum open, so there's a major broken bone. <laughs> then you, your heart is recovering, and your back is hurt because of the of the surgery and all kinds of stuff. So I'm sitting there. All I can do is sit here and make notes. Oh, my God, how am I going to change? What am I going to do? And again, long story short, what I found was is that the changes that we can make to live a life best lived does not have to have to be big earth-shaking things. We already know what most of them are, but we don't commit. We don't discipline ourselves to do some of these things over and over and over again. So to a long way to answer your story, so the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that the book is about second chances that anyone can award themselves that we as human beings do not have to sit around and wait for somebody else to give us a second chance. And I'm sure that resonates with some of your listeners. Because, but the fact is, many people sit around and wait. Well, I haven't been, you know, I, I'm waiting for that job offer or, you know, I'm waiting for that bonus check or whatever. You're waiting for somebody else to award you a second chance when you have all the power and ability to award that to yourself or not. So I've, I've grown to believe that, you know, the, the part of this is the clarity of understanding, do you even want to change? And if you don't, that's okay. If you're happy living the life you're living, fine. But shut up. <laughs> don't, <laughs> you know, shut up. Don't sit around and complain. But you have right. the chance to give yourself a second chance. So I created what we call 11 commitments. Okay. And those 11 commitments are, are all things that we can do. And it's a step-by-step -step process that's in the book. It includes goal setting and a number of things like that. But the 11 commitments are really the simple, basic steps that every human being can take, whether you're a business person, an entrepreneur, or just an individual. But it's all about understanding the definition of success for you, which was a great setup earlier, so thank you. you know? no. But the definition <laughs> of success for each individual and then apply these simple yet very, very hard. I find the simpler it is, the harder it is to implement. Yeah. But there are 11 things. Uh, and if, uh, and if I, can I share with you a couple? I, I wish I was just going to ask. Why don't you give us a couple? Okay. I, I'd like to the listeners to know what a couple of, of those 11 things yep. are. Well, the first one was actually based, the first commitment was actually based on the third time that my mother visited me. And I, I was having some demons uh, in recovery. Uh, a lot of times that happens with anesthesia and afterlying effect. And I, I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep for about two weeks after I came home for recovering. And every time I'd close my eyes, I, you know, these voices would say, yeah, you should have died. <clears throat> you should have died. That was going to happen anyway. What if you would have went ahead and got on the plane? What if, you know, just nasty stuff. And mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep. And, and so, you know, the only thing I hadn't done, and I don't mind saying, the only thing I hadn't done in trying to be able to sleep, I, I had meditated and listened to meditational music and read positive books and did all that and it wasn't working. And the only thing I hadn't done is said a prayer. So at that point, I don't know why, but I just hadn't. And so I did a real simple, look, just give me, show me some way to, that I can get some sleep here. 
And uh, my mom appeared to me, uh, her voice in her hands, believe it or not, her voice, I knew it was her voice, and she hold, held a sign, and it was a yellow sign. It was a sign on yellow paper, and I can't figure the yellow out. But the sign, basically, her voice said, I, I kind of slipped off to sleep, and her voice said, Danny, read this, read it now. And the sign said, which is now commitment number one, is life is best lived, which is where I got the title of the book. The sign said, life is best lived than feared. Life is best lived than feared. So I started thinking, you know, I, I was just, you know, I, I was listening to the fear talking to me instead of going, the heck with it. You know, life is short. Life is precious. I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to grab this sucker by the throat and, and squeeze everything out of it. Or, yeah, things suck. Everything's bad. So I, I, the first commitment is, is reading Life is Best Lived and Feared Every Day because what I found, Adam, is that as I work with my coaching clients, uh, as I work with my coaching clients, I find that whether they're individuals or business owners or entrepreneurs, I find that the one thing that keeps them from being as successful as they potentially could be is usually some small fear that they haven't identified. Or they know it's there and they don't do anything about it because they don't know how. So last year I went back to work in um, in December and we were two and a half months because my recovery is about three months. And 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 I went back and I was behind on our uh, year-end planning for 2016 with all my clients. And so instead of getting into the intricate planning we usually do, I just went in and said, look, here's our whole planning premise. And I, I remember sitting down with one of my bigger clients, and I said, look, here's the whole planning premise. Life is best lived than feared. We're going to sit here and identify every fear that has kept you, large and small, that has kept you from taking the next step personally mm -hmm. or in business to that next level. What, what has kept you there? And, you know, and I found a number of incredible things. I mean, it was like the fear of rejection. You know, uh, I, I didn't ask clients to buy because I was afraid they'd say no. Fear of rejection of I wanted to ask a girl out, but I didn't think that she would give. She would say yes. I don't have enough education, so you know I'm not supposed to uh, run a ten million dollar business. Um, I I I come from a poor family, so I'm not supposed to be successful. You know, it's all these little fears that were there. And just one, just an example, one of my clients is we found that his fear was uh, he always wanted to be a businessman, an entrepreneur, and he got his business up 600000 the first year. And then he saw all kinds of potential. And it turns out he was just scared to death of having a business that was grossing over a million dollars because he never envisioned himself doing that. He didn't think he was smart enough. He didn't think he had enough business background. This business is just sitting here like a tiger trying to get out of a cage. And he was going, oh, golly, I don't know whether I can do this or not because I've never done this. And I haven't been a lot of training, and I don't have a lot of business. And that was just sitting there. We sat there and identified that one issue. And in the next following 12 months, as of yesterday, uh, now keep in mind, he was at about six, $700,000. we are going to end 2016 at $4.5 Holy smoke. And that was simply because of mind shift. I'd like to think because I'm so brilliant. But, <laughs> but, the, but the fact is, we, we took this thing and yeah. we, we really identified it. We got really honest. 
And everybody has two or three or four of those fears hanging around. Some people have even right. more. Let me let me ask you this, Danny. In your own life, uh, how has this all changed you? And, and which step um, has been the most crucial step for you? If you had to pick one, which which one's been the the, the most? Oh, there's a number more? of them. You know, this first one because I believe it was sent from mom and spiritually. And I also believe the business gods were hanging around someplace too, because it's so applicable to clients. But this is really one because I really realized, boy, you can go through life. And I, I was, I've been very blessed and very successful, but I realized that there were fears out there that kept me from being successful. And, and one of the early ones was that, uh, you know, I, I was always uh, led to believe because I was a, you know, a farmer, I wasn't supposed to be very successful uh, in the particular clan that I came out of. And, and I remember the day that I read an article by, I think I told you about this, by the world-renowned writer Louis L'Amour, mm -hmm. who's written, it's in the book, it's, it's like close to a billion books and have sold. And he has a third grade education, but he has the equivalent of four, he's been given four honorary doctorate degrees and, and he sold almost a billion books. And, and he based his fear off of education. If, if I didn't get it formally, I'm going to give it to myself. And he had a list of 100 books that he read to give him that, that first lift. And, and so, you know, you can't that, – that understanding that there's fears involved and that we can overcome it. So I, I read the same list of books. And, and, you know, the only thing that makes me different than any other major professional in any other, other world is – is they might have a formal education, but I probably have more of a, uh, in fact, if you look at my website at uh, uh, Real, Real World Business Coach, uh, you'll see when you open it up, it's, it says real world coaching. I mean, I don't have a lot of theory because I've been out there working really hard. And I believe I have a, you know, a doctorate in, in business and street fighting business. Yeah. So, so it's that fear thing is probably one of the biggest things. Number seven is I I the commitment number seven is I I will live a more grateful life, and I hope that rings resonant because once I start thinking about that, how many of us wake up in the morning and swing our legs over the side of the bed and go, yeah, another day, yep. another day alive with my family, another day I have a chance to help somebody be more successful, which will help, help their families, which will help everyone involved in it. Um, you know, how many of us do that? How many of us go out and, and look for people to, to share our gratefulness with, uh, the waiter, waitress at the, your favorite restaurant to say, be sure you say, thank you for your hard work. You know, uh, Sam Walton, of Walmart fame, uh, based a lot of his, his, his management work on requiring his managers it called managing by wandering around mbwa you know and that just means he required his managers to go out and look for people doing something right versus something wrong which is what happens most of the time if you're in a business and you see the boss coming right oh my gosh there's a fear but they said let's go out and find people doing something right and and praise them in public so number seven has been very important to me just to reawaken me to, and, and you know what, you'd be amazed. I, I would challenge you and all your listeners to go out just today and look for five people to, to be grateful to. 
and see how good it makes you feel. Yeah. It, it's funny you bring that up. I was having this conversation uh, over the weekend with uh, an, another friend of mine who was going through some hardships and whatnot. And uh, you kind of down and out on luck and, and uh, just started a business not moving as fast as he wants. But he picked up a client the other day, and I was like, well, what are you complaining about? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, it's not moving. It's, you know, I, I got any stress because, you know, you start a new business and you if you take that, what I like to call the leap of faith, um, you know, a lot of people get to the, the edge of the cliff and they're going to jump, but they think about, okay, well, I got my back, you know, I got my parachute or I got my, you know, my airplane or whatever. I'm just, I'm going to jump. I'm, I'm different. I get to the edge of the cliff. I'll jump and then realize, oh, I forgot my, <laughs> I forgot my parachute. <laughs> I better start flapping my arms. I'm going to figure out how to fly here real quick. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> he, he He's like, I had everything before I took the leap of faith, Adam. I had everything locked and loaded, and I'm I'm not where I where I need to be. And money's getting tight, and this, that, and the other thing. I said, listen, I said, when's the last time you were grateful? I said, you just told me you picked up a client. I was like, why yeah. don't you celebrate the win yeah. <laughs> and be grateful for that? I said, the more you show, the more that you're grateful, and that you, and then and and then you give back, the 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 more it's going to open up the the floodgates for you before you realize you're going to have, you're going to have more clients and more stuff than you know what to do with yourself. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me add some validation to what you just said. There's actually research that has been done uh, that I could, I can, I can quote of, uh, a major piece was done to find the similarities of, of successful entrepreneurs. What, what traits do they share? And they looked at men and women, they looked at gender, they looked at age, they looked at income, they looked at family background, they looked at uh, fields of of work, Uh, they looked at everything you can think of, uh, education, everything you can think of. And there was only one thing that the researchers found that that, uh, successful entrepreneurs shared. And that one thing was at some point, and the exact words they used is what you said. The exact words I used was at some point they all were willing to step out in faith. And all that means is there came a point where they knew and planning was over with. We've been planning to way long enough. It's time to close our eyes and just believe in ourselves and go out and see what happens. Um, there's a great book that Brian Tracy wrote called Flight Plan. And it, it deals with this, that as an airplane pilot to get from – Phoenix to New York City, you have to file a flight plan of this is the route I'm going to take. Then you have to get in the plane. You go down the runway, you launch, and and then you go. What most people don't know is that during any flight, 80 to 90% of that flight, you're going to be off course. And that's why the pilot is there to make the small adjustments they need to make to be able to land the plane on time in New York City. So as you apply that to yourself, there, there comes a point where you have to do some planning. You have to do some thinking. You have to do some research to eliminate some of the fears. But there comes a point where you have to stop all that and just go, okay, it's time, it's time to take a shot because you can't make any adjustments to your plan unless you're in flight. So you have to step out. You have to at some point go, let's jump into this and see what happens. Right. And then make adjustments. But if you set and plan afraid to step out, you're never going to be able to make adjustments that you need to make to get where you're going. 
So I believe in that 100%. I, I love it. Folks, I got uh, Danny Creed uh, on the line with us today. Uh, Real-world business coach, uh, internationally recognized master business coach, speaker, and author of A Life Best Lived, A Story of Life, Death, and Second Chances. Uh, Danny, why don't you give out your information? So uh, You gave out your website. Let's let's give that out again. And if, if one of the listeners is listening and they want to connect with you, and if they want to purchase the book, where can they do that? Yeah, uh, the book, it's pretty easy right now. We're building some landing pages and everything, but uh, it's just taken off so big uh, that we ha- we're a little behind on that. But you can go to Amazon.com and just type in Danny Creed, D-A-N-N-Y-C-R-E-E-D, and that'll take you to un- – in books, and that'll take you to – you can get a uh, – uh, e ebook, or you can buy the hard hard copy. And uh, tomorrow, I'm the response has been so big. I'm going in and start recording of the audiobook version. Oh, nice. So you can get the book there, or you can go to my website at www.realworldcoach.com, and you can just send me an email through that, and uh, I can I can send you a book, uh, and we can go through PayPal on that, and. Uh, and so, and be sure, you know, look me up on LinkedIn. If you're a LinkedIn connection, I love to connect with people on LinkedIn if you're a professional. And one other thing, Adam, if I, if I may, Please. And I, want, I want everybody to understand this is not a sales pitch. That's not my purpose. But I always, if you're an entrepreneur and would like some advice or help, I always give a free, complimentary, no sales pitch zone, one-hour coaching session. Um, I, I have so many a month that I do. And if you call up and schedule, we can sit and talk about your business and, uh, and that's all it's going to be. So I'd like to offer that to your listeners. Absolutely. If you know, somebody Appreciate wants to it. talk. That's, yeah. that's and folks, that's a great deal. Listen, I've had the privilege of sitting down with this man, uh, for coffee last week. And, and I, I think, you know, we hit it off. I read the book, you bet. Uh, A Life Best Lived, A Story of Life, Death, and Second Chances. And, and I really it, tell you, for a guy, and those of you who know, I, I have trouble reading and, and comprehending stuff. I've read this. I couldn't put it down. I, I opened it up, and I read the the whole thing uh, in, in one sitting. I sat Thank down you. the entire day and, and read it. And it was really kind of a, a an eye-opening uh, experience. And, and, you know, you think about this you you talked about you know getting a second chance. I mean, you had a triple bypass, triple yeah. but bi- triple bypass surgery, right? Um, and and you talked about the the book, Danny. But one thing I, I got to ask you, this book here, as I'm reading it, it, it what makes this different from other self help books? That's a really good question. <laughs> well. <laughs> and I forgot the most important part. I kept talking about mom cup to me. Well, well, after I came out of surgery and they, they, the doctor came out and told my wife that I had survived. And my wife called my sister back in Kansas. My mother died four minutes later. So it's just a whole series of things that I go in for triple bypass and I lose mom. It was like mom was there with me to take care of me before she could leave. Uh, so what makes this different, I think, is a lot of a lot of the self-help books, and there's a lot of good ones out there, the motivational, inspirational, uh, spiritual business books, too. And I think that's one of the big differences is that they give you a lot of theory and they give you a, a, a lot of uh, uh, soft softballs. I call it softballs. They give you a, a lot of, you know, uh, 
lot of I don't I I don't even know how to say it. They, they give you a lot of things that just it's nice, but you don't have anything to apply. Well, I believe anytime I speak, uh, I have a workshop based on this. By the way, if anybody w- would like to have me come in and do a workshop on the life best lived, I'd be love to do that. Uh, but uh, I have things. One of my rules of speaking and doing workshops is that I'm going to give you things that you can use that day. As soon as you leave my presentation, you can walk out and start applying. There's not stuff that you go, it's all feel good, and you go home and feel bad again two days later. This is stuff that you can really, this is ideas and suggestions and exercises that you can do, make notes on, and you will have a game plan. You will have a business plan for your life through this as soon as you start reading it. You'll have a business plan in your life that you can walk away and start applying tomorrow. And I think that's one of the big differences, Adam. Yeah, and I, you know, and, and reading this book, this is, I mean, self-help books, is, it's, it's, it's pow- this book is very powerful. In my words, folks, I'm, I'm using, as, as somebody that's read this book, I, this book is very powerful. That, that's what I got from it. it it's, there's motivational parts to it. It really helps you think about, you know, if you get that second chance uh, in life, and you got to be willing, as Danny said, you got to be willing to give yourself that second second chance, yeah. and 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 utilize it. And more importantly, you got to be great. <laughs> you have to be grateful because let's face it, folks, we're only on this earth for for a short amount of time, and, and we don't know when our time is is, is up. And and you, you, this is this is a book that you have to have uh, in your life. This is a, this is a must read. Whether you're you're an entrepreneur or uh, you're thinking about starting a business, or you're looking at this this book. In in my opinion, if I may, Danny, it, this book uh, can go f- for anybody, uh, yes. and, and you can and you can learn so much from this. It's it's very eye opening. Danny, I got to ask you. Um, we're, we're running running low on time here, but I, I want to ask you this. There's one question that's been okay. getting to me. It's something I ask all my listeners or all the guests that come on is as a business. It, a master business coach, uh, somebody who's been very, very successful uh, in business throughout the years, what advice can you give to the listeners that are at the point in their life where it's their decision hour? Yeah, uh, and let me let me define that a little more. Master business coach, I have a, I have over eight thousand hours that are logged hours of actual one on one business coaching wow. with clients. So that's a lot. That's that's a lot. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm approaching a ten thousand mark. You know, uh, you know that I always believe that in life we can be double or triple more successful uh, than we have been. In, in the way of take based on your definition, simply by going back and mastering the simple foundational basic things. Some of my masters, uh, my mentors have told me, and I learned that that life and success has a recipe, and you just don't mess with the recipe. You know, it's I always use the example when my grandmother died. I was given all of her recipes. I I'm a I try to be a cook. And they were given to me with the caveat of, look, this is grandma's recipe. And if we ever find that you've screwed with grandpa, grandma's <laughs> recipe, we're going to come and find you and beat you up and take them back. And, and a lot of people will say that, you know, Brian Tracy among them will say that 
there's a there's a recipe for su- success out there, and it's all foundational. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. It's it's clarity, it's goal setting, it's time management, it's prioritization management, it's all these things. So when I work with an individual entrepreneur or a, or a billion dollar family owned business, I always start the same place, and that's let's look at our foundation and see where the cracks are, see where we need filled in. Let's let's make sure that you're doing the fa- you can't do anything fancy until you get the foundational stuff done right. I mean, you go to boot camp, Adam. You know, and, and for those soldiers that are out there, you know, one one of the first thing they do, they just run your tail off, right? <laughs> yes, Push ups, and I mean, what's the basis of a lot of our special forces? I mean, it's just any any veteran knows that it's they start foundationally, build you down, build you up. So. My advice, my part of that formula is, number one, really define, define, this is where we started, define how you define success. Have a clear definition so when you get there, you're not, you you can go, man, I'm proud of that. Then you can change it, grow it, and adjust it. But don't live your life based on someone else's vision of success for you. It's the same with goal setting. Let me give you some statistics. 70% of our society does not have goals. 28% of our society says they have goals, but they aren't written. And they have to be written. 2% of our society has written goals. And the last research that was done suggests that that 2% controls about 96% of all revenue, uh, all income in America. So... That should be a little incentive to set written goals. But a lot of people don't do that foundational thing of setting down and actually thinking about setting goals in what I call the seven areas of, of, a, of a great life best lived. It's family and business and personal and spiritual and health and charitable. You should have goals in all those categories. So it's foundational. My answer to you is it's foundational that get – Understand clearly, and it all comes back to clarity, Adam. Clarity in everything, absolute pure clarity. If you come into my office, you'll see five dry erase boards, and the top third of them all say the word clarity. Because everyone I've seen be successful, meeting their own definition of success or not, are people who have had a just a complete uh, set of uh, uh, who understood their goals com- with with lots of clarity or complete lack thereof. And the, and the final thing I'd add to that is work, work ethic. Work ethic is the biggest deal it's always been, but I just, so many people feel empowered that the world owes them something. And I, I don't care if you have a billion dollars. If you start a new business, you still have to work your butt off. Yeah. You have to focus, but you have to do not just stuff to be busy, you have to be very focused on what you're doing. So work ethic, you know, having lots of clarity. And one big one, and I'll leave you with this, one big one that is really evolving now, and it's really an epidemic, is that um, we have the shortest attention span of any other period in history right now. And it's all because of cell phones and, and communication devices and and all of that. And, and many recruiters are saying, for your listeners who want a job, many recruiters are saying the one single trait that they're looking most for. Are you sitting down? The one single trait that, you're looking, that they're looking most for in, an, in a recruit 
is to have the ability to complete a single task. Yeah, unreal. And that's just based on everybody does a little of this, a little of that, and their cell phone rings, and, and the pop-ups come up in their computer, and no one gets anything done. So as an entrepreneur, if your audience, the entrepreneurs out there, look, I, if I work with you, we're gonna, so the first thing we're going to do is sit down, and we're going to get a clear focus on what our direction is, on what your goal is, and then we're going to lay a plan that will require discipline and will require hard work. But if you do it, the rewards will always be there and much bigger than you could ever imagine. And everybody's capable of that. Folks, I hope you got your pad and your pen, and I hope you've been taking notes. Danny, I I can't thank you enough. i got to ask one last question for you. What's next for you? What's next? Well, um, I love coaching. I I love the satisfaction of helping somebody. and, And actually, one of my clients said that, I, with our work together, that we've we've changed their family tree um, uh, because their business was failing and we got it back going and it's prospering now and their family and all of their support teams and all their employees are now have benefits and everything. And, and that's really gratifying to me. So I'm going to be doing, still doing a lot of that and working with clients and I can work with clients over the phone or Skype or anything else. So I'm going to do a lot of that. The second thing I'm going to be doing a lot of, I hope, is a lot of the seminars, uh, workshops I'm doing on Life Best Lived. I, I have a town in Kansas that in November I'm going in and they're inviting the whole county in for my Life Best Lived workshop. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's that, pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and they're, uh, it's based on a little little Baptist church back there that uh, wants to do something for their community, and they're having me in, and they're expecting a couple hundred people. Uh, so I'm very excited about that, and the bigger the better, but I just love, so I, I'm going to be sharing the 11 commitments and really giving people steps. I want to see, see a million people live a life better lived life best lived. I want to see him, I want to see a million people or 10 million people grow just a little bit because you know, the one thing, Adam, and I, and I'll, I'll quit, I'll quit talking here in a minute. But the one thing that we've learned is that if you can strive to change yourself one tenth of 1% a day. Now, what is it? That could be reading one more page of a book that could be saying thank you, being more grateful to somebody. That could be uh, enrolling in a class. It's not much. Uh, walking an extra 100 yards when you're out exercising, you know, making that one extra sales call. If you can improve yourself one-tenth of 1% one a day, over a year, that's almost 40%, and that's incredible. Wow. That's powerfully incredible. If you change yourself 1% a month, it comes out to like 76% improvement over a year. It's incredible. You don't have to do much to be successful based on your definition. You don't have to do much to take the next step, you know, but you just have to commit and you have to be disciplined to do it. Yeah. You know, so what's next is I, I just have it with, with want, you know, my, for my best life, best live for as long as I'm here. Um, I, I just want to continue to help people achieve what they want. And in turn, I'll get what I want. So, again, uh, I love to speak to veterans organizations and uh, churches and uh, uh, drug rehab organizations. And, I, and just anybody who, 
who has some fears out there because I can help you. I can help you beat that, you know. But you can too, Adam, and your listeners can do that and empower and talk to their friends with the same words, you know. So again, you know, I I'd be honored. You know, if you want to check out the book on Amazon, on Amazon, uh, and uh, um, and uh, if you have any questions on it, send me an email, and uh, and I'll be glad to be on your show anytime you want. And and Danny, I can't thank you enough for for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the Decision Hour today. You always have an open mic here on the Decision Hour and with uh, Heroes Media Group as a whole. Thank uh, you, folks. Make sure you check him out. Check out his website www.realworld businesscoach.com. Find him on LinkedIn. Find him on Twitter. Um, I'll have that information up on uh, the Decision Hour here soon, as well as we're going to have the book on uh, featured on the uh, Heroes Media Group website uh, here coming shortly with the link uh, that you can click on and, and order this book. Folks, I can't tell you enough how much uh, that this, those of you that have been listening to my show now for the latter part of about a year and a half you know, I've always struggled reading and, 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 and I've, I've never shied away from, from my flaws. Uh, uh, but when I got this book, Danny was nice enough. I mean, he signed this copy for me, uh, which was awesome. And I'm, I'm so honored. And I sat down, I opened this book and I couldn't put it down. And in, in this book will, it will, it, it's going to get you. It, this is something that you have to read. This is something that you have to, if you're, looking to change your life for the better and you want things in life and you, you're starting, this is a book you have to have, period, point blank. Get it, get it now. So Danny, thanks again for, for joining us today. No problem, Adam. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners that uh, are listening. And, uh, you know, and I hope everyone, everyone can live a life best lived. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Danny Creed, internationally recognized master business coach, speaker, and author of A Life Best Lived, A Story of Life, Death, and Second Chances. It's a book that you definitely want to have. Make sure you reach out to Danny. Check out his website at www.realworldbusinesscoach.com. You can get A Life Best Lived on Amazon. We'll have that up on the Decision Hour and Heroes Media Group. With that being said... Special thanks to Heroes Media Group. Make sure you check them out. All the great shows and the sponsors that are on the network by simply going to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Folks, that's all the time I have this week. Thanks for tuning in to The Decision Hour. Oh, say can I-